Welcome back. This is Jim Cimbala, Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. We are going to continue my new series, The Calling, a podcast for Christian leaders. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit today. This episode is going to be focused, and it won't be the only one. We'll have to do a few on it. So important, the Holy Spirit, the person and work of the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Acts, you read the letters, there's constant references to the Holy Spirit. The church was built through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. And yet in contemporary Christianity, and for a long time now, the Holy Spirit hardly mentioned, hardly looked to. You know, A.W. Tozer has that great quote, the Holy Spirit could go back to heaven and most churches wouldn't miss him for at least a year or two. Why? Because they've learned to do church without the Holy Spirit. We don't need the Holy Spirit. We don't need his direction, his unction, his anointing, the spirit of prayer. We figured this thing out. We got a script. We follow it. We know exactly what's going to happen. We have speakers who can entertain the people and all that. Holy Spirit, come on, don't be mystical. Don't get emotional. And I'm not into fanaticism. I go by the word. Well, let's go by the word. Jesus said in John 16, it's good for you that I leave. No, it is not good for you that I leave. The disciples must have been thinking. But he said, unless I go, I can't send the helper. I'm sending another helper. I've been with you. I've been your leader. Now I'm sending another helper, the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he'll be in you. I've been with you, but he'll be in you. See, the problem with Jesus' discipleship was his teaching was great, but he couldn't get in the disciples. So when he was arrested, they all fled and were weak. And they were carnal even when he was with them, arguing who was the greatest. Why? Because the problem is in su corazón, in our hearts. And only the Holy Spirit can come and create Jesus Christ and live out through us the Christ life. So the Holy Spirit is like everything to us because he was promised by Jesus Christ. And he's always gotten short shrift through history. Not only today in churches, all in the name of you got to keep things decently and in order, but that's bogus as we're going to find out. We need to keep things decently and in order, but in the Holy Spirit's order, not mine or yours. But the other aspect of this is historically. There's so many books about God, theological books about God. There's more books written about Jesus Christ than anyone who ever lived, and rightly so. But historically, especially the first 19 centuries of the Christian era, been relatively few books about the Holy Spirit. Been a little uptick in interest in the last 50, 70 years. But for the most part, he has received very little notice. And yet the Bible is full of references about him. What do we know about the Holy Spirit? The Father sent the Son, the Son sent the Spirit. Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And when we say we sense his presence or his direction, we're speaking of the Holy Spirit, who is also called the Spirit of Christ. There's not three gods, there's just one in the mystery of the Godhead. The Spirit was sent to do a number of things. Let's think about some. Well, first of all, he's the one who has inspired all scripture, and he's the only one who can teach us the scriptures. Teachers can try their best, but unless the Holy Spirit gives us what's called revelation, our heart won't be able to understand the import of the scriptures. He also was sent to seal us and to bear witness that we are born again. The Holy Spirit bears witness with my human spirit and yours. We are children of God. 
We can have rest and peace. Don't have to live in fear and insecurity. He has been sent also to impart power to the church. You'll receive power when? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Without the Holy Spirit's presence and ministry, there will be no dunamis, the Greek word that we get our word dynamite for. No power. God gives power and might to his people, one of the Psalms says. And in the New Testament era, it is all from the Holy Spirit. But also, and this pertains to us, does it not, fellow leader, fellow pastor, teacher? The Holy Spirit was put in charge of the Christian church. When Jesus was on earth, he was in charge. The disciples just followed his lead. Like, Peter, how long are you going to be in Capernaum? Beats me. When he leaves, we leave. When he stays, we stay. Why are you going out to preach in those towns, you two? He told us to. You know, he's like our rabbi, our Lord, our master. He left and now put the Holy Spirit in charge of the Christian church, which is his body. The Holy Spirit is in charge of your church, or is supposed to be. Not a board, not you, pastor, not me, not any human, not any denominational headquarters. The church of Jesus Christ, and there's only one, was put under the leadership and dynamic empowerment of the Holy Spirit, period. Jesus said he's building his church. It's not your church, my church. You ever hear people talk about, Pastor Jim, what's your vision for your church? I don't have one. You have one for yours? I don't have one. I can't even keep up what's written in the scriptures, much less have a separate vision. It's not my church. How do you have a vision for someone else's church? Isn't it the church of Christ? And if it's Christ's church, wouldn't he give us his vision found here in the New Testament scriptures? And the Holy Spirit interprets that. And one of the things we learn is he's in charge, or he's supposed to be. He sent out Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey that we know about from the church at Antioch. He is the one who said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, to the work that I have called them to. We can't send out missionaries. We can't ordain pastors. We're not supposed to do anything unless there's a witness of the Holy Spirit. The church isn't going to be run by intellect and high IQs or clever programming. It's supposed to be governed by the Holy Spirit. But some of you now are listening to me and you're saying like, what century do you live in? But I know my Bible doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no new plan for the church. That's heresy. There's one church, one Lord, and one Holy Spirit who's supposed to be in charge. When boards meet together, we're supposed to be praying, Lord, what are you saying to us? Spirit, give us direction. What we should be doing? What building program we should... Oh, my goodness. To go in a building program without the direction of the Holy Spirit. Lots of luck, my friend. You only know God's will as the Holy Spirit reveals it. So he was the one who was sent, and we need to depend on him. And what's been happening? Satan is very clever. He plays both ends against the middle. On one side, we have excesses, charlatans on the TV saying, 777 people are supposed to give me $777. The Holy Spirit just showed me that. Well, dude, why doesn't he give you the name so we can get on with this? No, they're con artists. And they throw the Holy Spirit into their shenanigans and their swindling of people. And their unbiblical manifestations, people barking like dogs and roaring like lions and slithering like snakes. And they're saying, oh, that the Holy Ghost is here. He's not there. He never did any of those things. Can you imagine Paul slithering like a snake? I mean, stop it. 
That's not right. Well, when people who love their Bibles see this stuff and see through these imposters who are claiming everything from the Holy Spirit, they react, oh, Satan has this down so pat. He has fanaticism on one side. And then people recoil and go, no, 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 no Holy Spirit. If that's the Holy Spirit, I pass. Let's go out to eat. I don't want the Holy Spirit. Let's just have Bible studies and then go home, fill our heads with good theology. But that is not God's pattern for his church. That is not what Jesus wants for us. You know, my late friend Warren Wiersbe said, if you only emphasize the word, you dry up. If you only emphasize the spirit, you blow up. If you emphasize the word and the spirit, you grow up. Don't we need that? It starts with us. How will the church be open to the Holy Spirit? How will the church look for guidance from the Holy Spirit if we leaders don't look and lead the people and preach messages about the Holy Spirit and tell them about the great things that the Holy Spirit has done in the New Testament, how he guided and led Paul and how he empowered failures. These guys were failures, don't you get it? The 12 apostles that ended up on the day of Pentecost, they had no track record of doing anything great. Why? Because they had great discipler and great discipleship teaching. But what they needed was the power of the Holy Spirit and His direction. Let's start today and say, Holy Spirit, take your rightful place in my church. So be it.